two people from vastly different worlds. He is from small town America, small town values and ideals. She's from the other side of the world, England, raised by parents who immigrated from Western Africa. So she is a child of two worlds, raised with a mixture of values and ideals from each culture. So how do these two very different people who find themselves deeply in love keep it together with all their differences? That's why we're here. Let's take a look on Only Human. Hello, my wife. Hello, husband. Read any good books lately? Um, well, I'm reading my one, You Are Psychic. I'm still trying to Which muddle my way through that. Different from the You Are Psycho. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's actually quite interesting. I'm learning um, quite a bit about me, myself, and us, us, us too. You, right. why you do some of the things you do, as you know. I feel like you're gifted in that realm. Uh -huh. you, well, you know that yourself anyway. And so, yeah. What about you? Well, I just am still kind of reeling from that weird dream I told you about <laughs> snakes and chasing me around and then you taking off and Whatever, <laughs> running into a back room by yourself to leave me all alone with the snakes that are trying to eat me or something. He's uh, telling you this way, everyone, so you can give him some sympathy. <laughs> the way he told me this morning, it wasn't totally like that. Well, here, it did make me laugh, the main thing. There was all these snakes, and, and one was left, and I went to go try to deter it, and all I hear is the movement behind me and the door <laughs> slamming, and I turn around, and Pam's gone. He's so rude. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, uh, leave me here on my Anyone own. who knows me, yeah. though, knows that there's a valid reason. If I yeah. if I would do it like I mean, that, that's, that's why exactly, I would. Exactly, because she's terrified oh, of snakes, and she was even scared of them in my dream, so... You said I was not that bad in your well, dream. Well, no, you were very quiet. But boy, when you made a move, you made a move fast. I, all I saw was your hind end and the door closed. But then what did I do in the dream? Then which, you came back out and said, don't kill the snake. Don't kill it. Which in real life, I said yeah. the same yeah. thing to you when yeah. we saw one. That's yeah. weird. So, no, yeah, that's true. I'm happy for you, though. It means transformation. It's a good dream. Mm, yeah, it is. I guess. So today we are going to talk about uh, something, a subject that I really enjoy a lot, and I think you do too, yeah. uh, it's music. Yeah, the influence of music. Yeah, influence of music. We have, you know, since we are from very different cultures and there's an age difference, mm. and, you know, I mean, you know, you're 20 years older than me, so. <laughs> Whatever, dude. He talks like he is some granddad. Uh, well, he is a granddad. Well, if you see any but... of my pictures online, you can see I do look like a granddad with this nice white beard of mine. I'm beginning to look like Santa Claus. I know. You've done it. You, you trimmed it up too. It looks good. Yeah, thank you. handsome. You know, it's here to stay, so I'm going to have to make it work one way or the other. That's cool. Well, we are going to talk about music and its influence on us and, and where it's been in our lives. So yeah. yeah. Do you, I think I started off last week, so why don't you start off this week? Okay. Oh, by the way, we do one subject, five questions. We don't know what the questions are beforehand, so yeah. we don't ever know what the other person is going to ask, but sometimes we end up asking the same question. So. <laughs> All right, so how has music, how has the music you grew up with shaped your life? Well, you know, my earliest memories of music, I guess, uh, were probably not something that shaped my life, but I guess it started off, you know, my dad listened to country western a lot. So mm -hmm. I, that's what I remember listening to as a child. 
And then as I got older, I started listening to my own stuff. When I started hearing about rock and roll <laughs> and uh, started listening to KY 102, that was my station of when I grew up. Right. Max Floyd in the morning, that, you know, uh, Skid Rody, those guys, those were, those were the voices of my, of my youth growing up. And then, and then that rock of that period of the late seventies, the early eighties, the Van Halen's and Molly Cruz and all the rock music, ACDC, all that, you know, it was, I, uh, some of my earliest memories, uh, you know, as far as music go, had to do with the rock and, you know, the rock genre, I guess you'd say. Okay. Uh, and what'd you say? How did it? Has it shaped your life? How like, shaped my life? Mm-hmm. It's just given me a lifelong love of that kind of music. Still at this age, I can, you know, pull up a, a song that's 31, 41 years old, whatever, and listen to it, and it brings me back and it reminds me of what it was like. You know, I remember listening to this on an eight track player or mm-hmm. a cassette player in my car yeah. when I was 16. The Walkmans and Walkman CD and stuff. Or, yeah, same yeah, exactly. Um, Let's see. My first question for you is, what is the earliest memory you have of a song or just music in general? Hmm. I don't know. That's... Maybe something that you heard maybe your mom sing or your dad sing. You know, and that's stuff like that I don't remember. I don't know that they would, you know... How about like my dad, my dad, song? my dad, I remember he would, he'd sing stuff, but it's African stuff. Right. So I mean that, but for me, my earliest memories are like pop music. Like what was? Tears for Fears pops into my head. Like okay. I can remember stuff like that. Like, like when I was, where, right. Like that. And yeah. like, um, Take On Me. Uh-huh. I remember that. I remember the, watching the video for that. And I remember it, it scared me. Yeah. That's the one that was all hand. It, it was hand written. Like hand drawn. Yeah. I mean, but it scared me, but I would watch it. I was still drawn to it. But that was my earliest memories. And it's like each, like I won't go on, you may have questions about it, but each each kind of phase I went through in my life, I could see how my music I think it was just another case of you watching something you shouldn't have been watching at your (laughs) age. Her brothers used to let her watch the most don't don't bring me out in front of everyone Uh, no just i mean but that's just you're right there's some stuff that maybe i shouldn't have been watching but exactly it it helped shape me yeah yeah exactly so Mm. maybe that maybe that's where that fear of snakes came from or something i don't know with that one because at that age i I used to like him i'd watch him all the time i'd laugh at my grand that's what was so funny i'd laugh at her and be like granny look ah, look 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 (laughs) and it's like i i became her little did you know Mm. right uh, I think it's your turn then, right? I just asked you. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Number two. Okay, so what music do you identify with the most? Hmm. I have a large amount of different kinds of music that I listen to. But I think, like I said with the last one, it always seems to come back around to more of the the rock and roll. You know, I mean, I, I like listening to blues and and, and uh, even listen to classical stuff from time to time. And a lot of the oldies, like, you know, the Frank Sinatra's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird because sometimes that'll draw me back in and I'll listen to that for a week or so. Yeah, but it always I, I always come back to, you know, the, hmm. the main line kind of rock and roll. I mean, like one I seem to be in the last 10 years has been a big one for me is the Foo Fighters. It just... 
I constantly come back to one of their albums. Mm. And, uh, you know, so that, I think, I guess rock music's probably the closest thing. That we identify yeah. with the most. That I identify with the most, yeah. Like just your main mainstream rock, mm. you know, ACDC power chord type stuff, you know. The head banging stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you could tell by looking at me now, but I used to have kind of longer hair. So I, yeah. when I asked that question, I think like, my heart, and I was I looked at that. Now I I more resemble. I prefer your look now. I, I much more pre- resemble Rob Halford from uh, Judas Priest. He was always bald. I don't so, even know who that is, babe. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Uh, let's see. Is it my turn now? Question uh, number two. Okay. Question number two. Um. You kind of already answered this one, but when you were a, a child, uh, you know, not a teenager, but a child, what was the main kind of music that you listened to? It's funny why you asked me the child, child questions. I, I mean, I was, it's so long ago. Like I, in England at that time, for me, okay, wait, this just popped into my head. I, I know that you wouldn't know who this is, but right. there was a twin group called Mel and Kim, mm-hmm. and they had a song called Respectable. Can and I remember, a couple of bars no, I can't. <laughs> but I, I, re- I remember, and it was sad, one of them died later, but I remember them with these hats and singing Respectable. And I used to dance around singing it. I had one of the little, is it the eight, eight inch? The little um, records that uh-huh. my dad bought me. That that's a forty-five. Yeah, forty-five. Okay. Right. And then I would play that, and I would have it playing on repeat. I remember that as I grew up. Nana Cherry. I remember that with Buffalo. She was another English singer. You would know who she is. Her song was Buffalo Stance and Manchild. I think that I was that was right when I was maybe about ten or so. Yeah. But that's what I remember. And then I remember. Um, Love is Contagious, Tiger Seville. I know you're like, who are these? I think that's why you were asking because it's like English. You want to know yeah, the yeah. English. Well, that's fair enough. So, see, I don't know. Really Tiger Seville. I have that. Song. I have that on my on, on my iPad. I mean, iPod, so I'll play it. Right. Whatever. But Love is Contagious, When It's All Right, or something like that. I remember that song. I would play that all the time. I used to like that one too. So it was was pop, I would guess. For me, growing up when I was younger, younger, it was pop music that I grew up listening to first. Like, but that's not what I would come back around to. Top forty radio. Okay, that's whatever the the top hits hits of the time. Okay, okay. So yeah, that that was for me, more or less what I remember as a child. Anyway, growing up. Because I'm just curious because you can you just named off like four or five different British pop Mm. uh, artists. I have never heard of any of them. But Mini Vanilli, you guys know that one. That one, yeah, I remember that one. They were. There. I used to love that that yeah. song as well. Yeah, and then just to Girl, find you out know it's that true. it wasn't them at all, and mm-hmm. that 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 was a tragic story. I know. No. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was stuff like that. I mean, I liked a lot of the pop, a lot of the lovey stuff. Right. I mean, that's just me. Sure. I general. mean, I think that's really common for most kids. It's like the top 40 or pop mm. music or whatever mm-hmm. for younger kids. And then when you become a teenager, you start to, you know, maybe you start to change kind of how, well, you know, maybe I want something that's I, a little less mainstream or whatever. So my thing, well, I still stayed with Poppy, but my, Madonna, I remember, oh my gosh, 
especially coming into my teens. Well, I won't go into it in case you have any teen stuff. I do, actually. That's okay, my next I'll, question. All right, so, I'll leave it. <laughs> so you, you can give me your second one then. Okay, so no, we did second. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. You went first today, so you have th- three. Okay, so do you believe the spirit world uses music to communicate to us? Uh, I think so, just because I've had opportunities or not opportunities i've had occasions in my life where certain i was in a certain place Mm -hmm. and kind of questioning well what's my next move where Mm -hmm. should i go what should i do and then a song would come up yeah and uh you know it kind of would speak to me and be like hey you know what you know like the lyrics yeah 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 it would basically literally be saying you know here here's something to look at here's a maybe a next move yeah i I don't think that there's any coincidence when it comes Mm. to that stuff because you know too many times in my life and and i know that that you see it like in um in movies and stuff Mm -hmm. you know where you know uh you'll see a character in a movie that that is having a life-changing event and you know of course they play the soundtrack to make it like that but Mm. it happens like that in real life Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. like there's that scene in Rocky Two where Adrian's um, been comatose for however mm. long, and she's pregnant mm-hmm. with their only child, and he's just been at her bedside that whole time, mm-hmm. and and he's holding her hand, and Mickey's in there, and he's like, "Well, you know, I'll just stay here with you. If you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna blow this, I'll blow it with you." And then all of a sudden, she wakes up to win or something. Yeah, kid. yeah. And he's like, yeah. "Well." you know, what do you want me to do? She goes, I want you to win. And then there's that dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun. I remember. You know? And it's like, that's the kind of thing in real life that will happen sometimes. It's just like, you know, you don't hear Rocky music, but, you know. Something that will happen you, you may be on your back flat and be like, I don't know what move to make next. And then some song will come and inspire you to get up and keep going. I do yeah. believe it. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I've had this, for me, for my brother, he uses that to communicate to me and right there's been as many a time where i've been thinking about something like bob marley's baby don't worry about a thing you know right every time i and i don't hear that often but it, that will come up and i and i'll just and i'll just say thank you i'll tell him thank you because i know that it's weird the way like i remember there was a time i was really worried about and i walked into a store and as i walked into that store all of a sudden it just you heard the intro and it just came on like that don't worry it was just so crazy you know just you know everything's gonna be all right so yeah yeah. it is funny how that happens you know it's just like every little thing gonna be gonna be all right yeah yeah i know it's funny how that works it's just like sometimes it's just like life you're just waiting for that moment to go Mm. okay cue track number three yeah Yeah. i know like for real for real i know i get it yeah Uh, number three your turn All right. Yep, your turn. Oh, I, no, oh. I just asked. Okay, uh, that's right. Uh, going along with the last one, you started going into a little bit. When you got a little older, did you find that your taste in music started to change as you started to grow as a person? Did you notice that your musical taste started to change also? Yeah, it depends. And it, and the, for me, for music has always come in, as we just talked about, certain times when I've needed. Like, I my, my musical tastes, I feel, are very eclectic. Like, I like... From classical, I went for a stage when I was working that I had to listen to that and it would inspire me. 
you know, and something that I grew up with in England that they don't really have a lot of here. They'll have it in the clubs. They'll call it club music, but it's electronic dance. Yeah. I was, well, you know, I'll play some of that stuff, and it's funny. It, but it's, no, that and that's that stuff like that. Old Charlie from the Prodigy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Prodigy. I don't know if that would be considered that, and some variances of their music would be, but they're like a house of ga- house of garage. That was a big thing when I was when I was moving over here. They didn't have that over here at all. So house and garage, that's completely. Well, so what would that music be called? There is just dance music, or no, like house and garage was a genre of music. Oh, and, okay, and, I've never even heard of. What is that? And exactly? it's it 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 came from drum and bass. That's another form of music, and right. that like if you know Goldie, he's like a he's quite. I mean, he'll be older now, but he was a DJ. I think he Goldie was the one who originated. Um, drum and bass mm-hmm. and stuff, and even Boy George, as he turned to be a, a DJ from, he used to be Culture Club, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah. He became a DJ, so he would play a lot more of the house and garage stuff. That was the, the genre he moved into, and like electronic dance and stuff like that. Like I love stuff that's beaty. I always love that. But then you know, for my teen years, I remember like the initial stages was Madonna. I loved Vogue. I, I mean, I just, I loved her sense of sensual freedom. And I know here it was really controversial. Oh, yeah. But in, in that, Europe, that of course, video it's not. Hers, like a prayer, I think it is. That oh, one my gosh. Yeah, with like oh, that. Yeah. I mean, and even, I think, to an he extent, comes even. To life, yes. They have sex yeah. or whatever. <laughs> even oh, to yeah. an extent, it that, that was that something. Was big time controversial. <laughs> I remember that uh, here. Yeah. But you know what? The thing with her, like, I just, I loved. Like those albums, the Vogue, even True Blue. I remember, I remember me and Michael playing that and dancing to that, you know. And there's certain times that one of the songs will come on, and I specifically remember, you know, the last house he lived at, last I lived at in England. Like he was, he we were dancing one night to this song, "Stand Tall" or something. It was on the True True Blue album anyway. But yeah, and then my later teen years was R&B that that I remember like Keith Sweat like obviously Biggie Smalls and um P Diddy and stuff but TLC and Waterfalls like that oh my gosh I could listen to that album over I loved it your taste went from more of the poppy stuff to to transforming into more of a dance music and R and B, like R and B. I think I had kind of adopted them all. Yeah, like yeah. I kind of adopted them all, kind of thing. But I listened to R and B a lot during my like 15, 16, like right. that that kind of era. So like and Marvin what, Gaye and stuff like that. Yeah, I loved yeah. I loved Martin Gaye yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, but like the stuff of Keith Sweat and then SWV. I mean, those are American, right? Like artists and stuff. But I would listen to that until like yeah, from like fourteen to like nineteen or so. Yeah, there was a period here in, in in the country that that probably in the nineties, mm, early nineties, like that would have been it. Early nineties that 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 type of R and B was really popular before hip hop really took off. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah and, that's right. It would have been. Yeah, and then that kind of took off, and yeah. kind of that stuff still exists, mm-hmm. but it wasn't nearly as 
Yeah, yeah the rap is different now. Yeah, like, we, I don't listen to it now. Yeah, it's more electronic stuff, I whatever, think. And, and that's another thing that's pretty much dead. But that was a big thing about music mm. was, is going to the music store. Yeah, and with, getting With the stuff. electronic media and the digital downloads and all that, it's really kind of killed the whole record store vibe. Mm-hmm. But I used to love to go into the record yeah. store and look at all the vinyls. Yeah, same And in. the CDs that were there. Did and, you have, I bet you had loads of CDs. I had oh, yeah. loads I still of do. CDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got them stacked in this table over here out yeah, in the garage in my car. They're all over the place. I have a CD changer um, case in there that has hundreds of oh, CDs. Yeah. Can't even. I yeah. I had put them all on my iPod, the old old iPod version, right. which is now dead. Which I won't go into original. that though. But yeah, yeah. So that, like I say, it's very eclectic and it's evolved as I've evolved yeah. now. Well, music itself has really evolved a lot when it comes to. You know, used to be mainly you had to have a record company mm. and you had to buy the whole album or you could buy the 45 singles mm-hmm. like your dad bought you that mm-hmm. one song. Mm. Or then they had the singles, which were a cassette single, and it'd have like the original version on one yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the flip side would have, have like a... the remix for dance mix yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that – and now everything's like so you go on – just cherry pick what you want out mm-hmm. of an album download it for a buck or two or whatever yeah but they've gotten around that some of the stuff they will put it's like album only right so that you would have to buy the whole album to get like that's what they demand you're like metallica has a really hard stance when it comes to electronic media and distribution and stuff and i don't think the laws have quite got caught up with all this streaming and digital downloading and stuff. I was listening to an interview with uh, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. And he said, the only way you really make money these days is by touring. Mm. You know, the, the, mm. you don't really have album sales anymore. Mm. And um, the digital downloads, you know, buck a piece or whatever, it mm. really doesn't add up a lot. So, you know, I would guess with this COVID thing, it's really been hurting a lot of live bands. I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah, um, I, and let's see. I don't even remember what question you, I was. We kind was, of got off three. on a I lot know. of different stuff. So that okay. was number three. So we're on four now. It's it's my turn. Okay. Okay. So culturally, what does music do? Oh wow, that. You know, I mean, I think you can look at. You can look at uh, like where jazz started off, where the blues. And how that really started as a cultural a, a culture from the, the the blacks in America that that was their sound. Mm. You know, they they created jazz, they created the blues, and and that transformed into rock and roll, and transformed into mm. to R and B and and hip hop and everything mm-hmm. we listen to today. Mm-hmm. Modern music all goes back to that. And yeah. And so that's a real, the, the black culture had a huge influence on what we're listening to today. Even if you're listening to Johnny Cash and mm-hmm. Waylon Jennings, songs that they wrote and, and the music styles that they had still had a strong influence of the old blues stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, you, you much can, of the music. Sure. And, you know, you look at like the original British invasion that came through mm-hmm. and what that did, the, the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, all of those yeah. groups, they were all influenced by early um, 
stuff in America that had a lot of blues influence and jazz influence. So you can hear a lot of Chuck Berry riffs in the Rolling Stones in well, different groups. Mick Jagger said even that Tina Turner even right. even right. like inspired him to do certain things. His so you dance moves. Yes, his dance moves his, and, his and stuff. His attitude on the stage yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So sure. I think that, you know, so yeah, I mean, it, it can influence culture heavily, I think, uh, you know, and, and, Today, you can see that the music that's out there now, it, it uh, you know, I think that there's a definite an American influence culture, and then there's your other countries that come in. I think a lot of times it seems like nowadays, to me anyway, a lot of stuff that comes from Europe is more techno sound or pop sound. The electronic, yeah. like I listen to this stuff called some some of it, because even it'll be like playing the car, and I know that you like it, because I see you going like this to it and stuff. Yeah. It's the stuff with uh, two banks of four, but it's like their music is called Jazzonica. Right. And it's basically like jazz, sped up jazz music. Right. You know, but I mean, yeah, like even what we're talking about with cultural influences, like you can take like a little foundation and off that foundation, you can like take little spokes off of how music has developed and how you can create different sounds using that original, you know, Types of forms of music, blues, rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it it's it's just like you have a you you have a term you like to use. It's, it's all connected. Hell and yeah, music's yeah. all connected. Yeah, you can you can pull yeah. music it's back okay. to classical music, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know you can pull in you can see influences in certain artists from you know from stuff that was from three hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. They're they're pulling sounds out of. And mm-hmm. getting influenced mm-hmm. by it, so yeah, yeah. I think it all goes around. So it does a lot culturally. I, I believe so. Yeah, um, and I think for us in this country, since we're so mixed of all these different cultures and all this, I guess why the the music in this country is so varied. Yeah, you know, you yeah. could, there's so it's many very diverse. Types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it has to be because mm-hmm. the people are so diverse. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Four. Let's see, my turn is. Okay, now this has to go deep for you. What kind of music is, when you hear it, it just touches you? It's it, it's a soul-searching kind of music. I I think, like, love songs. Okay. Like, I, there's something, you know, about, like, I mean, look, Whitney Houston, some of her stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's just something about the words in love songs that, can really like touch you deep down inside. And obviously then the person who's singing it too, like Celine Dion's, you've got, you know, like Whitney, like I've said, you know, there's now I'm drawing a blank, but there's a whole host, even George Michael, like he was an English, right. you know, artist, right. you know, he's gone now yeah. too. Like right. there's a lot of the, right. A lot yeah. of the old stuff I listen to that I like, I think the love songs can really, even Tony Braxton the other day, Unbreak My Heart came on. Because I know some of this maybe what have inspired you. Because I'd be like, oh, I ain't heard this in forever. And you're like, where is this? Is this from home? And I was like, yeah. I was like, and it, it just takes me back to a time, I think, those lonely teenage years when you're dreaming and you're wishing and you're wondering, when am I going to meet that person? Or when am I not going to meet an arsehole? Or, you know, who am I going to marry? And stuff like that. You think of this times. And sometimes these How songs... If he, <laughs> you know, some of these songs will come up, and I'm like, oh, 
yeah, you know, I don't have to wonder about that anymore. You know, I found that person. So, I mean, I don't know. That for me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good answer. We I are, guess we're oh, on question number five. Yes, we are. Oh, we're ready. Okay. What can or does music bring to a relationship? Here's my DP. Hmm. All right. I think. For me, the thing that's interesting, that what music does for you and I mm -hmm. and our relationship is, we, a lot of times we'll find there'll be a song that I used to listen to and it'll come on and I'll be like, hey, you know, and you'll be like, oh, I, I knew that song. I remember that song from mm -hmm. whatever. Sometimes it bridges a gap, the cultural gap yeah. that we have from mm -hmm. coming up in two different, completely different eras in two different countries and mm. that age gap yeah since you're so much older than me still that <laughs> jokes aside the 12 years though yeah. when you think about it now it's not so bad but growing up sure yeah it was like time, a, it was a different when time, i was 24 you'd been 12 <laughs> and it would have been really inappropriate at that point <laughs> for you and i to sit down and have these yes it would have been you dirty old man yeah but now you caught up with me so <laughs> But sorry, I didn't mean to hijack you there. It yeah. does bridge. It bridges the it, gap. I think it does. It bridges the gap because I think music is timeless. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! It is. It's timeless, and it's and it bridges. It bridges cultures. It bridges times. It bridges um, uh, uh, what's the language? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, here's here's an interesting thing that I that I I'd heard some people talking about this last week or the week before. Mm. I don't remember who they were interviewing. They were talking to somebody, but they, they had said, you know, it's funny. When you listen to people sing, regardless of where they're from, yeah, you don't if they're from accents. England, yeah, if yeah, they're yeah, from yeah. Australia, yeah. if you're from Germany, That's true. if they sing in English, yeah. it always comes out sounding the same. Yeah. There's a melody, yeah. You don't, you don't hear, you don't hear their accent. Exactly. Yeah. When you hear the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger mm. doesn't sing British. No. <laughs> he just sings and it comes out. Yeah. When you hear the Scorpions, that's an old eighties metal band. Mm. When he, they would sing, you didn't hear a German accent. Mm. It was just, mm. it was just a voice. Voice, right. You know, and it's interesting because it doesn't, dialects don't count. Mm. Uh, you can get somebody who's from New York or somebody who's from the Valley in California. And mm. there's not those changes and it's really weird because no one can really explain why that happens mm. you know no it's it's I, i've never had heard anybody explain why is it that everybody when they sing in english it always sounds the same hmm. yeah i know of course you have different octaves and different sounds and tones but there's but no, basically you don't hear a person's accent when they're accents. when they're singing and, you, and yeah you yeah. don't you just don't hear it so i've always thought that was interesting but yeah, for, so for the most part, it bridges it bridges a gap in a relationship. I think it does. It, yeah. yeah, I think it bridges every kind of a gap, really. You know. Yep. Um, it brings community and stuff, in it. Yep. Uh, let's see. Five. Last question. Last question. <laughs> okay. Um, you kind of already have done this, but I'll ask this question anyway. Rats, <laughs> um, what did I go and do? Well, I, my question. Was mm. worded as this. Just give me a couple of examples of songs that have meant something to you. You've kind of already gone into that a little bit, where you hear a song and it brings back a memory of something 
about my you brother. Know, it can either be good or bad, but yeah. You know. well, even just the other day in the car when, um, I don't know, we were coming back from somewhere, and take that you didn't know who that was. That was a group when I was growing up in London, my teenage years, and they the song "Back for Good." And as soon as I heard that, it reminded me straight of my dad and when my brother died because he would sing that song came out in '95, I believe, around that time anyway. And right. he would sing it all the time, the chorus, I want you back for good. And so I would be sad. I'm, I remember that. But that's the thing with music, though, isn't it? There's certain th songs that will hit, and it can take you right back to a moment, yeah. good or bad. Like this song. I was I was going to sing a line of it to you, and I know it's going to. I will do anything for the Oh, gosh. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. well, that wasn't one that I was going to bring up, but yeah. I'd actually forgotten. But, yeah, that was... That was one again connected to my brother. He'd play that a lot, and I mean, I don't hear it often. The only time that I heard it was when we were were trying to buy this house. I remember that we were running into a conundrum at the time, and I was on my way to Lowe's, which I lived at Lowe's. Lowe's it freaked I know. me every damn day. I had to go that down there and get something. Place. And on the way there, the song. I then I don't really listen to the radio that much anymore right. because. I, you know, I, I liked the, a lot of the older stuff and I had it on and that song came on. And as soon as I heard that song, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I said, we're, we're going to buy this house. We're, we're going to, these problems will go and we'll move into this house. This right. house is ours. That was, and, and so that was another way that. He connected. He connected. I knew. That whole spiritual mm -hmm. otherworldliness. I don't, I don't think I'd ever heard that, that song. It, that right. It, yeah. In America, that's right. what was so. And at that moment, at that time, I knew that was him. Right. I was new straight away. Right. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. So yeah, this. And, and a few that, of them. that brings up another thing too that, that I just wanted to say when we were talking about the differences in how music has changed and and the way we listen to music and the way that we have it presented to us. The radio. That's another thing. When yeah, I was a kid, I know KY one hundred two was it. the soundtrack of my youth. <laughs> it was rock and roll music. It was Van Halen. It was ACDC. It was mm -hmm. Whitesnake. It was, you know, the Rolling Stones and, and the yeah. Who and all this. And the and the voices of the DJs. I can, you know, Max Floyd's Rock and Roll Army in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know, Skid Rohde. Uh, you know, these guys that, that still to this day, if I were to hear their voice, I'll be like, oh, I, yeah, I remember that person, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Paul Fredrocks, that's another one. Just these names of these DJs and stuff. You don't, you know, I, I was telling you the other day, I don't hardly ever turn the radio on. You yeah, know? I know. I, I, I have, I'm I listening don't. to it through digital and I've got an earbud in and I'm not paying attention to it. Right. Or I'll put a CD in and listen to one of my favorite CDs. Right. You know, so it has changed things a lot. The, the song that I was going to come up and, and say about, that of a nice memory is um ray charles georgia right that for oh, me as yeah. well obviously <laughs> you know our song you know wedding song and stuff that right. that comes on every I, I haven't heard that for a while right too and that but sometimes that will come on you know just out of the blue maybe we've had a tiff or something and right. i'll be like oh <laughs> he's not such a bad guy after all <laughs> He's not yeah. so mean after Ray, all. Ray Charles is but sending still you a that. message from the other side. Saying, there you come go. On, give your husband a break. And then, and then, not, sometimes it's come on when it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I'm happy. Like right. it was be good. So, yeah, there's a few of them. Good. Um, did you ask it. me your fifth question? Yeah, wow. I did. I sure did. Well, I want to share you 
with you, my, you didn't ask me this question and I was prepared for it. It, It's the first song that I can remember. Oh, (laughs) and the first song that I can remember, you probably have never heard this song. Uh, When I was a little kid, I'm about the same age that Sesame Street is. So a lot of my very earliest memories had to do with Big Bird and Grover and Cookie Monster (laughs) and, you know, um, the Roper's store at the general store. about Fraggle Rock? I remember that one. Yeah, that came a little bit later on. (laughs) But Sesame Street, I can't remember. It was always, they always had a lot of music on Sesame Mm, Street. A lot of music on Sesame Street. Starting right off at the very beginning with the theme song. Mm. But... There was this song, and I don't remember the name of it. It was probably like people that you meet each day or mm-hmm. people that you meet or whatever. I can still remember the song. I can remember the tune to it. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood? <laughs> who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet when you're walking down the street, they're the people that you Would you just be sat in front of the TV watching it? Huh? Would you just be sat in front of the TV? Oh, sure. And and the thing that I liked about that song was that they would, every time that they would do it, it would be about somebody different. Like, this is, you know, the mailman is a person in your neighborhood. And they would tell you about the mailman and what the mailman does. Or the person that works at the grocery store, the person that drives the bus or whatever. The the people who make this, the neighborhoods and the communities tick. And Sesame Street (laughs) was always that kind of thing. It was like, there's a street in the city. There's, there were black people and Mm -hmm. there were Mexican people. Mm -hmm. I think there was a lady from Puerto Rico you know, there, there were, you know, white couple, mm-hmm. you know, all these different people. And then of course you had all the Muppets. So you had greens and reds mm-hmm. and oranges and yellows, and it was very diverse. diverse. And was, I think it was a great message for kids to just show, Hey, we all look different, but look, we, yeah, can, we all can all come together, mm-hmm. you know, which is a message that we all need. This world is in desperate need of. Gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's but, they need to. Do they even show Sesame Street anymore? It's, now it's not on PBS anymore. It used to be on Public Access. Mm. Uh, HBO bought it mm. because I guess PBS oh, decided me. they weren't going to do it anymore after like fifty years, and so HBO. So you only if you it. have HBO, you so can, watch, you can it, watch it. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Used to be you could turn turn on Channel Nineteen yeah. here in Kansas City. I do remember growing up it. having it a bit, but I don't. I didn't. I don't think I used to watch it that much. All right. And that's what I remember. But you know, like you said, like the Fragger Walk, that's all comes from Henson, Jim Henson. It does. The, the, I just remember the theme opening to right, I like that. Right. And, and that's <laughs> that they all came from Jim Henson. They were all his Muppets and his different creations really? that he made. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that is another episode. It was fun talking about music and stuff. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. So if you have any questions, uh, you can contact us on Instagram or Twitter. I'm at Bruce underscore Williams and Pamela Seven Williams. This podcast is supported by us, but we'd love to get your support too. Subscribe, give us a review, and help us bring our message to humanity. Have a wonderful week, and we hope whatever you do, it involves music. Remember, it's a connection, it's a healer, and it's a beautiful message of signs. It brings you some signs, uplifting, gives you inspire, insp- inspiration, all that good stuff. And it's said that music can set or soothe the savage beast. So all you savage beasts out there, (laughs) listen to some music. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye.